Welcome back to your favorite Zillennial podcast. We are back. And most importantly, Shosh is back today. <laughs> and we are just so excited. Um, today, we are just going to be discussing some current TikTok and pop culture tea. Um, we're just going to catch up and then we'll dive right into today's episode. So Shosh, I believe you owe us all an explanation <laughs> on, on what's going on in your life. <laughs> Oy vey. Um, yeah, so I did not expect to be out as long as I did. That was never my intention. That was never planned. Um, there was just a lot of life things that happened kind of all in a row. Um, some unfortunate, um, unforeseen situations and, uh, kind of took me out of the game for a little bit. Um, so we'll do it. I'll just do like a brief recap of the last few weeks Mm -hmm. of my life. I think the last time I was on here chatting with you all, I was hinting at some events, like some exciting thing that was coming up. I don't know that I actually fully ever said what it is. Um, you did not. (laughs) So I, I can reveal it now and share that I did the event took a turn in and of itself. So I was supposed to work this big New York event called Global Citizen Live. Um, It was happening. It probably sounds familiar to some of you. It was happening all over the world in major cities um, across the world. And um, a huge, they had a huge, huge, huge um, concert for it here in New York. Um, A good friend of mine, Anna, shout out to her, um, uh, was contracted through them. And so she hooked me the F up and um got me like a volunteer position to um help them out behind like like backstage um and i am you know like like events are my first you know love my first career path so i was so stoked and if you all have good memory you'll remember that sean mendez is the love of my freaking life and Mm -hmm. he was there and so basically the whole event was centered around me meeting him um and I was getting like so amped, so pumped for this. Um, I was supposed to work in like the green room doing um, basically just shuffling people from where they need to be prior to them going on stage. Um, but if anybody know, if any of you know what the green room is, you know, it's like where every single person who touches the stage goes through. So like I was there, I was going to get to meet like Lizzo, like Shawn Mendes, J-Lo, mm-hmm freaking Harry and Megan were there. Um, they didn't go through the green room, obviously different protocol, but they were there. Um, they had a few different senators there, some really, really cool activists there. Um, a bunch of actors and actresses. Um, and I was going to get to meet all of them. Um, and it didn't work out, um, because I got some really tough news right before the event, um, that just basically prevented me from being able to, uh, work the event. I was not emotionally stable. So, um, I had to pull out then Mm -hmm. by some fucking miracle, uh, my friend, Anna, shout out to you again, Anna. She hooked (laughs) up with last minute free tickets the day of for me and my roommate. And so we got to go attend the event and it was absolutely sensational, incredible. Um, I was just like an emotional, like in between emotion and numbness, like the whole day, Um, I was processing so much and I, um, 
was also like, couldn't believe I was there. Like I haven't been to many concerts in my life. So being there and like seeing like every important artist ever, like walking through the stage, like performing like live in front of me was just like so surreal. Mm-hmm. Um, and still to this day, I feel like I have not processed it because it's just like, so <laughs> wild. Yeah. Um, but it was really fun. Um, but I, you know, I, there was a lot going on inside of me. So it was a bit hard to be like fully present and like fully myself and fully like be happy. Like logically I knew I was supposed to be happy, but I didn't like super feel it in my like heart. Mm-hmm. Um, then that, uh, I kind of, you know, did my best to use the rest of the week to, um, deal with some stuff. And then I had some friends, um, to my two friends from LA who we, me and uh, my roommate were friends with in college, um, were, came out to visit us. And that week leading up to them visiting, I felt a little weird. I just thought it was allergies. Cause I've had some like really crazy allergies this season. Um, and then, uh, eventually like halfway through their visit, it took a turn and I was very ill. First time I've been sick in like two years. Mm -hmm. Um, which is like, I think for most people, it's kind of the same situation. Like we've all been like locked up, you know, either you've had COVID or you haven't been sick a day for two years. So, um, so, uh, I, yeah, so I was taken down with the, uh, seasonal cold, um, like many, many other people can relate to. Um, and it was brutal and I'm usually not like a baby about being sick, but like that shit took me out. Like I was Mm -hmm. like not doing well. I got tested. It wasn't COVID. There was no feasible way it could have been COVID with how early my symptoms kind of like set in after Mm -hmm. like I had any exposure to like a crowd. Um, so think the universe, that's not what it was. Um, very lucky, but yeah, so I've been out dealing with like some personal stuff and then also sick and like having visitors and like trying to fucking be human again. Um, I know we said this last time I was on here, but like fucking life is life and life's fucking hard. Like, yes. I think we just like, sorry, I'm going to go on a rant here, but I just think as humans, like you, most of us get a really heavy reminder of how fucking tough life is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think my goal right now in life is to feel less knocked off, like balance each time, like life ticks a, a beating mm-hmm. on me. And, um, I, I would consider myself a very resilient person, but there's a lot of undealt with stuff happening um, that I've been very aware of that I need to like, you know, work through in therapy and stuff. And so I think that this was that moment where you're like, and I think many people can relate to this. There's a moment where you're like, oh, it's time. Like it's time to Mm -hmm. go back. It's time to get some help and stuff. And I've been in therapy many, many years of my life. I'm very familiar with it. Um, and so yeah, life's fucking tough. I'm still working through a lot of it, but I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, day by day feeling like, 10% 10% more myself. So Good. doing my best, but fall is upon us in New York and everybody who lives in New York won't shut the hell up about it because fall is the best <laughs> time of year here. It's magical. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. Um, and I made a note to myself that I wanted to talk about something really quick <clears throat> in regards to New York. And mm-hmm. I just want to make my stance on this really clear just right here, right now, out, out of the blue, it has nothing to do with anybody or anything has nothing to do with what we're talking about today, but Mm -hmm. the people who post on social media about only experiencing about 10 blocks of New York need, need to, 
zip it, like fucking zip <laughs> it and like take a train to 15 minutes away because I just see. And I know that a, I, I know there was this one girl who posted something about like a, she thought it was a funny TikTok about like not going above 14th Street or whatever. And people mm-hmm. were like, that's based in a lot of like um, racism and like discrimination and like a, bu- a bunch of things. And I'm not going to argue with that. I, that's not really the stance that I'm taking on. I'm like, that's not the part I'm addressing here. Um, I just think like having moved here, like only visited one time, moved here straight from California and straight like move straight to like the Upper West Side, which is kind of a forgotten area of New York. I, me and my roommate all the time just talk about how wonderful this area is and how underrated it is and how just like, it's, it's amazing. Like I'm Mm -hmm. telling you guys, like the up, the upper parts, like uptown of New York, upper East side, upper West side are wonderful. And I haven't, I've been, you know, upper up, but I haven't been like into Harlem or any of that parts yet. But like, I work with so many people who live in Harlem and love it. And like, I honestly got to think that's where like all like the best food in New York it is. Um, and I just like, if you are not experiencing all of new, all of New York city, like, why are you paying to be here? Like, I, I don't get it. Like, I swear to God. And I know that like, it's so easy to get wrapped up into like what you're used to. And like, I don't know. I even feel like when we lived in Seattle, we went outside of like the city, like often, like doing other oh, things, yeah. shopping in yeah. other areas, like going to the, yeah. <laughs> so like, it's just like, if you're also like, if you're just going to like pay the New York taxes, like well, you go get your money's worth, go experience yeah. other parts of New York. Because- and I'm not saying like New York or like the Upper West Side, Upper East Side, whatever is like going to like culture you or anything because it's really not. But I just think like, people just forget that there's so many other wonderful parts of New York. And like, I was in Midtown over the weekend and I like forgot like how exciting and fun that area is. I think a lot of people have different opinions about Midtown or whatever, because it's very close to like Times Square and stuff like that. But that's like where all like the cool late night shows film and stuff. And it's like the big skyscrapers, like the, you know, the hustle bustle feel that like the stuff you see in movies is like in Midtown. So, um, Mm -hmm. But I don't know. So it was just like fun to be there for an evening. And like we go out into like the like Lower East Side or like West Village, like all the time and like enjoy those parts of it. And then like also live up in a different area. Also, everything is like less than a 40 minute train ride away. So like mm-hmm. I think people have a very, very inaccurate idea of like what New York is like and like how how accessible like it really truly doesn't matter where the fuck you live like it really doesn't Mm -hmm. anyways that's all I just had to get that off my chest that was like a crazy rant you can edit a lot of that out if you need to but I just like (laughs) needed to share it with our listeners because I felt very passionate about it and Lynn's visiting very soon so also had to give you that talking yes Um, thank you thank you I mean even just hearing you describe it it's such it sounds like such like a a limiting way to live your life and I feel like that's what it is yeah of where you are like I feel like that could easily happen in Seattle as well like you could easily just be in your for example like your Ballard bubble and you never leave Ballard which I think sometimes we were definitely guilty of but I think it's just overall such a limiting way to live and why would you do that? And especially like you said, if you are paying to live in New York, why would you not take in all that it is when you have it right there? So yeah, I understand your passion Thank and you. I'm Thank so you. glad you were able to get that off your chest. Thank you. I just, TikTok's pissing me off, which I think will be the theme of this entire episode, quite frankly. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's all for me. I'm here. I'm back. I'm excited. 
what's going on with you? You have some exciting news to share. I just yes. saw this written here and it was like, oh my God. I'm so excited. Um, first that Josh is back. And- <laughs> But I have this exciting, huge content moment that I want to share with all of you guys. And at first I was like, oh, like, I don't know. Am I just like way too excited about this and need to like calm the fuck down? Um, But you guys know how much I love Jerf Avenue. It has like easily become my favorite brand over the past year. And I just love all of their stuff so much. And one of the things they do um, every now and then on their Instagram is they have an angel of the week. And if you follow Jerf Avenue, their kind of thing is like their hashtag is like Jerf Angels. So they have an angel of the week. And I woke up, woke up to a message yesterday from them on Instagram. And they basically were just like, hey, we have a question to ask you. Um, do you want to be the angel of the week? And I was like, absolutely. Yes. Sign me up. So they sent over some questions that I'm going to like answer for them. And they were like, can you film like a little video of you, like styling some of your favorite pieces and whatnot? And I was like, yes, I would love to. So I think that's going to be posted next week or so for them. So I'm really excited. And I just, even though it's like, this isn't like a paid like thing at all. It's just so exciting to me because one of the things I love them like so much about the brand is that they're just like so genuine. And like, I'm just so excited that like I get to like be recognized as like a part of that. So I'm very excited and I will let you guys all know when that goes live, but I just can't wait. Um, and yeah. wait, so when did you find out about that? They literally DM'd me like two nights ago. Oh my God. I can't believe you waited this long to tell me. <laughs> wow. I I wish I almost hadn't read it because I could have reacted on camera or like on audio, but that's so flipping cool. You're not overreacting. That's I mean, Jerf Avenue is like you're fucking everything. Like you are their number yes. one fan. So that Yay. would be insane. Yeah. Yes. So I can't wait for that. Um, and then I know last week I told you guys that I wasn't sure how I felt about nine perfect strangers, but I finished the Hulu like show and I ended up liking it. So I want to leave you guys with that. It was different than the book, Mm. but I think I was just like very on edge about the show because I like didn't really initially like how they were executing everything. But by the time I got to the end, I was like, okay, you guys did a good job. And I think that all the critics need to just like calm down a little bit because I think it was really good. And the only thing I really could not get past was Nicole Kidman's horrible Russian accent. Um, But once you got past that, it was great. So go watch that if you have not already. (laughs) I, so I watched part of it with, uh, and I, it took a really dark turn halfway through. Like they shared the story, the story of the sun. And I just, I couldn't like, I, I, at that point I was like pretty much shut down at that point. I was like, I, this is not what I need in my life right now. Um, and, but up until that, I, I liked it. I thought it was really kind of like, mm-hmm. you just had no idea where it was going. And yeah. like, I still don't even know how it ends. So like, I want to ask mm-hmm. you about that afterwards. Um, but I liked it way better. I, the episodes I watched of that, I liked way better than, um, white Lotus. So, and I know those have been really? very compared to yeah. each other. I've liked that one like way, way better, but, uh, okay. or like nine perfect strangers, but it was a like loaded cast. Like, how could you not like it? I don't get that. But- no, I know. Well, all the mm-hmm. crit- I saw, criticism I saw was that it was basically saying that the show itself was just like so scattered and so chaotic. 
but that's like exactly what the book was like it was literally all over the place but it like meshed together so well gotcha I think it was kind of like if you didn't have that context I could definitely see how it just felt like a bunch of like random stuff happening but that's the whole point like there's nine people to follow right also I totally agree (laughs) with you about the accent that was the thing that got everybody like that she was so bad it was her whole character I hated but yeah yeah yeah. Well, those are all my updates. So let's just Ooh, we have some so tea. much good we stuff to so talk much about. Tea. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with, I guess, Selena and Chris Evans. Don't know. I mean, I know how I feel about it. I just like really kind of believe that this might be one of those things that people are grasping at straws for, because basically what's going on is the rumor is that Selena Gomez and Chris Evans are dating. I would love that. I would be totally okay with that. I know Shosh has some very, you know, opinionated thoughts about this because Chris Evans is up there with Sean Mendez in her he sure list is. of loves. He sure is. So, um, but I would love that. I just don't know if it's true because literally all I've been able to find as far as like proof goes is that they followed each other on Instagram. And everyone was like, that's a big deal because she only follows so few people on Instagram. But I mean, I don't know. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> what do you think? I I also think this is a completely made up rumor that someone just started because of an Instagram follow. Um, I will say it's kind of shocking. He didn't, they didn't like follow each other before. Who followed who? Yeah. I thought that she followed him. Okay. Interesting. It would make more sense if he followed her because she's like got this new show that's out that like totally mm-hmm. gives you kind of that show kind of gives you knives out vibes, like just the slightest mm-hmm. bit, um, like the mystery that's also kind of like comedic in a really weird, almost non-comedic way. It's, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, honestly, I'm here for it. I as shocking as like Chris Evans, number one fan and like long term fan. Like I hate to say it, but like all these bandwagoners fucking leave. Um, there's not enough room for all of us. Um, <laughs> there's only room for show yeah only for the ogs that's how i feel about sean mendes too no it's a like such an annoying stance to have i don't actually feel that way but um i do i literally she's the only person on earth other than myself that i like would be okay with this with like i don't know what it is i would have never pictured them together but when i started seeing it i was like kind of works kind of works for me mm-hmm. kind of i fucking love selena gomez and i love chris evans and they're so unexpected, but it makes so much sense that like, I don't think it's true at all, but yeah. I love it, but right. I love but it. So. If it was to happen, would fully be on board. It, yeah. You're right. It's kind of like weird, but it, when it's like said and put out into the world, it makes sense. So yeah, I'm here for it. So we'll um, just cross our fingers, I guess. <laughs> on that note that actually isn't related to a note, but kind of, um, have you heard of, I can't remember who I've talked to this about, but have you heard about like the Lizzo drama like the Chris Brown no. stuff? No. So, um, she like, there's some video footage or whatever. I, I haven't seen the video footage. I've just seen the picture of her hugging, hugging him. I guess she met Chris Brown, like backstage somewhere. I don't know. And she went up to him and was like, oh my God, you're my favorite person ever. Like, I've always wanted to meet you. Like, you're my like icon. You're my role model. Like, well, at some just like gushing over him, basically. Mm-hmm. And it was recorded, I guess, somehow and released. And people are like not having it because I mean, fucking Chris Brown's been canceled for like a decade now. Like he was like the OG celeb that got canceled. So and has pretty much stayed in that box for many, many years. 
so if you like go on her Instagram, um, and or not her Instagram, her TikTok, and you look at all of the comments, like the top like 20 comments will all be about her not addressing the Chris Brown situation. Wow. It's like kind of wild. Um, so anyways, curious what your quick thought is on that. I situation. mean, I had not seen that. This is news to me. Um, I feel like I need to like f- think about this more to formulate my thoughts. But initial initially, thoughts. this just reminds me of like, I mean, it's not, I mean, it kind of, I guess is the same thing. It's like how we were talking about Kanye the other day where like, where do you draw the line of like being like a fan of the art and the music and then like the line of like who the person is kind of thing. Mm. And I guess if we really want to get into it, you, you could Oh, my recent heartbreak disappointment. Um, we can talk about the Laney accusations, which I truly had no idea were a thing, but this is very related um, in the sense that apparently there's all of these accusations towards Paul Klein, the lead singer of Laney, um, just being very inappropriate towards women and just being a walking red flag, essentially. And you guys know, like the past few favorites episodes, you guys know how much I love Laney. And so it's like, where do you draw the line of like the artist and like the music itself? So I still haven't fully formulated how I feel about that because I don't know. It's just hard to separate the two, but I mean, I can absolutely see why people are so upset about Lizzo and her kind of, I guess, just like not addressing it. I think that's, what's kind of like disappointing to me, but I mean, she's probably, you know, having the same thoughts to herself of like, I've, you know, been a fan. I don't know. It's, it's such a a blurry line. And I think it's a lot easier to say like, Oh, like it, there's a fine line but it's like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a really tricky situation. I don't even know how to explain what's like going on in my head. So I get why you're like, does that even make sense? But like, as I was reading like the Lanny stuff, like I was like, your, your brain kind of disassociates. Like it's somehow Mm -hmm. I think to process something so heartbreaking and blindsiding, like you literally separate the two things. So it's like, oh, like Lanny's not Paul Klein or like whatever. And like Lizzo is like not Chris Brown. Like, like Lizzo is like whatever her other name is. I forget her real name. Um, like somehow your brain disassociates. So yeah, it's really hard to figure it out. I definitely think what like Lizzo's doing versus like what Lanny's doing is two very different things. Um, Oh yes. 100%. (laughs) But all of it's kind of in the same bucket of like, what the fuck? Like, what do we do? Like, how, what, how, where do we go from here? Like, I don't think anybody should be getting canceled, but like, I don't, what do we, what do we do here? So anyways, um, yeah, fucking devastating on both fronts, but especially for you. Um, mm-hmm. And my thoughts are with you. My thoughts and prayers. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think you said it like perfectly though. It's like, your brain literally just like does have like it just kind of like tears them apart apart yeah but then it's like you sit there and you're like well is it wrong for my brain to want to do that right like why is my brain not just like yeah yeah like oh this is not right yeah so but I think that's with a lot of things in life when you think about why people don't understand why something's good or bad Mm -hmm. you 
it's it it's not always as simple as that like yeah it's people have there's so many deeply ingrained things in your brain that like it makes it much harder to kind of like really figure out why you're like do not want to accept that like this person is like a problem you know what I mean like it's it's weird yeah 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 and it was but Yes. Also, uh, just so we're clear, we do we do not condone any of these horrible things. No, 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 no. no. At, yeah. in, at all, it's yeah. horrible. We're here that for the accountability. Not, yes, yes. Anyways, on to the next. Emily Mariko. I guess you could call it like the Emily Mariko phenomenon because she's really yeah. taken over TikTok and all aspects of people's lives. Um. What are you, what are your initial thoughts? We really haven't talked about her that much. So, okay, let's separate this into two separate conversations, mm-hmm. right? So we have Emily Mariko, then we have the Emily Mariko phenomenon, which is, I think it's a great yeah. way to phrase it. Okay. So we have Emily yes. Mariko, like just in and of it herself and her salmon bowl. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> From the get-go, I was like, that looks delicious. I absolutely yes. would love that scroll like I didn't like I was on Mm -hmm. Emily Mariko shit like really early on before this shit like blew up um Mm -hmm. I had no idea who she was I didn't know she was a YouTuber I didn't know anything about her other than I thought she was making a yummy dish um and I was like that yeah literally that's what my thought was like that looks delicious I will eventually maybe want to try to make that moving on whatever Mm -hmm. and then like slowly but surely it wasn't that slow she fucking blew up and I was like what is happening what is happening like what I'm (laughs) not following this conversation like at all like this is not a dig to her at all and I swear to god if we like had her on this podcast she would probably say the exact same thing about herself there's nothing amazing about what she's doing she's doing a very normal human thing people are trying to so the initial conversations I saw about this was the fact that this girl can get white woman to eat white rice is shocking. She's like ending diet culture, like single-handedly, mm-hmm. this girl has gotten all of these bitches to eat white rice instead of thinking it's like the devil's food. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting there being like, not really. Like, I don't, in my opinion, this is all my opinion. I don't even know that you'll agree with this, but I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think she actually I think she just got people to try one dish like I don't think Mm -hmm. she actually like did a whole lot for diet culture and I I think the the meals she's cooking are delicious and yummy and probably very nutritious and um you know she has a good balance of also having just like purely yummy food and not like the super gourmet like healthy food that she does but like I was like placing that responsibility on her you're trying to validate your obsession with her by saying like Mm -hmm. she's the one who's like ending diet culture from my perspective, from what I'm seeing on TikTok, what's on my feed and what I'm seeing in the comment section, I don't actually think that's at all what was happening at all. I think people are, we live in an obsessive culture, which we'll get to the phenomenon part. Um, people fixated on her. But if you like, re, if you like, like back up, like zoom out so much and you look at what's happening here, this is a normal girl. I think she's in her 20s. I think she's like in her late 20s. I don't know. Um mm-hmm lives in the Bay area is an influence trying to make it being an influencer has a great apartment, 
you know, now she has a fiance, but at the time had a great boyfriend had just quit her job mm-hmm. was like, just getting in the groove of what she liked to do for herself and her life and sharing it with the world. That's yes. what this is. Like, let's not make this any more than what it is. You can appreciate this woman for giving you a moment of peace or happiness or joy or like satisfaction with all the noises. The noises in her videos are very satisfying. Um, mm-hmm. But like we're placing way too much value, way too much obsession, way too much assumption about a girl that we all met via TikTok. Oh, two weeks ago. Like there are mm-hmm. people I, I like don't we do this so often. So like getting into like the phenomenon part of this. And I want to hear like your two takes on the two separate things as well. Um so like this is like what happens with Charlie DeBilio. Like this is like people fixate and obsess and then they want to 180 in like two weeks. I swear to God, the turnaround time is like two weeks. And then people mm-hmm. are hunting for the deep information. They like dig into their lives. And now all these people who don't give a shit about her YouTube videos are like watching every minute of her YouTube videos to find the one piece of information she said two years ago about Facebook. Yeah. Her take mm-hmm. on Facebook is not great. Like it's not great. No. Let's keep in mind that was two years ago, two mm-hmm. fucking years ago. Okay. That was yeah way before the insurrection, way before the whistleblower and everything like, like cut the fucking girl break. Okay. Like we've all been, you know, we've all had our moments and I, she may feel differently now and I'm sure she doesn't want to address it. And like, honestly, I don't really feel like she should have to address it. I really just no. think this is the least of our fucking problems. Yeah. Um, so Emily Rico uh, in and of, of herself, I could not give less of a shit about her videos. Like, honestly, like she looks, seems like a very sweet girl. Um, but she's talked about her story. She's talked about her life. And I think she recognizes she's in a really, really privileged situation. Mm-hmm. She is engaged to someone who's making a fuck ton of money and she's an influencer. Like she's, you know, I don't, I think she's, I, I'm not assuming anything about their, you know, financial dynamics, but, um, I think that she has a lot of security in being able to do that because she has him, you know, mm-hmm. and she, so if she's an influencer and she's making money off of going to the, going to the fucking farmer's market and putting all her groceries, she's making money off of doing her chores. Like yeah. straight mm-hmm. up, like that's wonderful. That's amazing. But like, not, not incredible, not impressive, not anything super important. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be important. It doesn't need to be impressive. Let her make bank on what she's doing. You can love her if you love her, but like, stop with the obsession over her. My God my fucking god Mm -hmm. she is oh my god and like i feel like she would say this too but like i don't think her lifestyle is very attainable or very accessible or Mm -hmm. very realistic for most individuals so if you watch the videos watch them and appreciate them for what they are but like don't compare yourself to her also not Mm -hmm. her fucking problem if you compare yourself to her that's not her fucking problem Mm -hmm. and that's the problem it's like people being like obsessed i love it i want to be here now I feel threatened by her and now I've got to take her down. So that's a problem. Like yeah. that's really fucking scary. Like this girl's just mm-hmm. been like doing her influencer shit. Like I think about like that could fucking happen to you. Like you've been doing your influencer shit for mm-hmm. however many years, like just minding your own business, like loving like the community, like the, that you built for yourself. And like one of your videos could go viral on TikTok. And then you have fucking, I don't know, like 500,000 like followers on TikTok. They're digging into your YouTube videos from like a year or two years ago or whatever, finding one thing you said about one thing. 
and then come for you and like fucking try to like destroy your life. I'm sure they would probably co- try to contact your employer, like DM mm-hmm. your fucking like fiance, like you're, they would find your sister, like your sister's boyfriend. Like these people are insane, mm-hmm. like insane. Yeah. So sorry. Yeah. That was a lot. No. Tell me what you think. It's Tell- terrifying. Also, it's like, I just want to clarify, like the food looks fucking delicious, but like she didn't come up with the recipe. Like all the people, there was a bunch of people that like commented on it being like, this is like what families of have been doing forever. Like, this is what Asian families mm-hmm. have been doing. This is leftover Asian family, like food. Like this isn't like, yes. this yes. is not a genius concept. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's where she learned it from is from her family. Also it's deconstructed sushi. Let's really like, like let's remember that it's <laughs> deconstructed sushi. She has salmon. She mm-hmm. has seaweed. She has rice. She has avocado. And, and then she just has like a great little dipping sauce, but instead she just mix it, mix it in, which like I fucking love sushi. So I'm sure it's fucking delicious, but like, yes, it's deconstructed sushi. <laughs> like, anyways, tell me everything. Tell me what your thoughts. You can disagree. Um, okay. I mean, I, I agree with most of what you said. Um, Emily Mariko is a person. I followed her on YouTube for like a long, long time. I've watched her videos. I, yeah, I used, she, she used to make these videos that were like, that were so good. I haven't followed, like, I haven't seen any recently, but she used to make these videos where she would do like, she would pick one item of clothing or like one like style of thing and then try like her followers recommendations and then she would rate them and it, they were like the most satisfying videos to watch like I so love she'd be like, like that. so they were so good um and i absolutely like loved her stuff she never really posted like that much food stuff that i recall but i followed her like specifically for like the 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 fashion videos that she was making um so when she came up on my tiktok i was like very surprised i was like oh wow like i know you from this wow this is very cool that you're doing this now and i even saw like something about her talking how she's like really changed her direction from like what she used to do on youtube and how like she's loving just like the different vibes on tiktok the more relaxed like lifestyle stuff i love that for her um i agree i think the food all looks amazing i think it's great that she is like i mean like you said like it's not like she came up with these recipes but i think it's great that she's like i don't know culturing some people that's great um i did make her salmon and rice it was delicious i don't think it was like the best thing i've ever eaten (laughs) in my entire life by any means but it was good and i was like this is you know like another meal that i can start making um but i think it's like you said i think she is just like literally living her life and I think what makes me so, it's just so alarming again. And I think this kind of relates to like our cancel culture episode, but like how quick people are to just flip a switch and then start poking holes purely because they feel threatened or one tiny thing no longer aligns with what they were like worshiping her over. And it's terrifying. And it's, I agree about like, you know, what she said about Facebook and her stance, you know, back then that that's not great, but I think it's exactly like you said, like that was before all of, you know, where we are now. And like, you can't like think about what you said back then. I don't know what I said back then. And so I think it's just very scary. I think it's very disappointing. I think you, you said it like so well, like, I think people just need to like, take it for what it is. And I think, again, that's just like, what the whole point of creating content is. There's a reason you follow influencers. There's a reason you choose to like be invested in someone. So like, remember why it was that you were 
obsessing over someone and then just like, let it be. You don't need to like, I don't know. It's just so overboard. And it's very, I don't know how many times I've said like very scary, but it is very scary. And it's very worrisome that, you know, we can like, you and I are sitting here talking about how we recognize this cycle that has like a two week, two week time span. And we can see that. And we can like, see that this isn't the first time that this has happened. And like that we're even sitting here discussing um, that like just phenomenon. So I hope that everyone just takes a moment, enjoy your salmon and rice, appreciate Emily. Um, She does live a very, you know, privileged life. And I agree she has addressed that. Um, Like she was very open a bit about how like she used to work at Facebook, how she like, you know, has very been very successful in her own life. And like, and I mean, that said too, like, I I don't think she was just, I don't think she just woke up and was like handed this lifestyle. Like, I I mean, I don't know anything about her background, but from what it seems like to me, like, yeah, her fiance is very well off, but like, I think that like, she definitely like earned a lot of her money from her success on YouTube and whatever her previous job was. Like, it's not like she just, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of defending her, but I mean, I don't know much about it, but whatever it is, I think people just need to calm down and take things at face value. And if you want to make the salmon and rice, make the salmon and rice and enjoy it for what it is. Don't start digging into her entire past history just to find something that you want to disagree with. Cause like, what's the purpose of that? (laughs) Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head. I I think it's taken at face value is really what it is. Like, let's stop trying to find the downfall of people like let's just Mm -hmm. fucking like let them fucking be what they are you know I mean of course Mm -hmm. if someone did something like really bad like yeah fucking expose them but like my god you guys she's showing you cooking videos like Jesus like Mm -hmm. let her fucking live also stop with the obsession like I'm sure she is a wonderful person I'm sure she is a good human who has good morals and good values but you don't know that. So like mm-hmm. we're placing a lot of assumptions on someone we know nothing about who is very new to this fame. So like you've watched her for quite a while. I'm sure you have a good understanding of like a, a, sort of who she is. But mm-hmm. these people who are obsessing over her are not people like you who have watched her for many years. They're people who mm-hmm. are fresh to her stuff like me who are just like fixated on this. It's so mm-hmm. bizarre. I'm like, I'm sure she's also sitting there being like, I just made like a salmon bowl. Like, I don't like Mm -hmm. what is happening here. So um, also, wait, let's talk about her wedding ring. What do you think? I think that it is her. I think it is very her. I think that it is like, it makes sense on her finger. (laughs) It's not what I would want for myself. It's like, it's a very unique style. Um, but it's beautiful. And you can tell that like a lot of design went into that. I'm sure it costs a ton of money as well, but as long as she's happy, I don't know. What do you think? People were speculating that it might be part of a family heirloom. Like they, I could see that like took a ring and then, you know, Mm -hmm. fancied it up or whatever, which I think that would be really cute. Very unexpected. Um, Mm -hmm. I love being surprised by people's like Mm -hmm. wedding ring choices. I'm, I'm a classic wedding ring girl. So like, I like the, like 
the like your wing. Like that's yeah. the vibe that I'm more drawn mm-hmm. towards. Um, I don't know her well enough to like know her style at all. She's very minimalistic. So I'm surprised mm-hmm. that she like wanted like this chunky blue ring. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. Wouldn't pick it for myself. Doesn't really look like a wedding ring. So mm-hmm. I think she should be aware that people will not assume that it's a wedding ring. <laughs> um, but it is gorgeous. And whether it has like meaning to it or not, I love that she picked something that w- like was her like through mm-hmm. and through, like you wear this ring for the rest of your life. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel super neutral about her. I, I imagine you're a fan of hers on like mm-hmm. a very normal level. So, yeah. Like there's a spectrum where you can fall. It doesn't need right. to be a, pol- a polarizing. Right. Here. Right. We're not For me, dealing. like, I'm not sitting here, like, comparing my lifestyle to hers. Am I, are we, are Lukey and I influenced to get a toaster oven? Yes. But <laughs> we're not. Wait, you don't here. have one? We have a toaster, but we don't have a toaster oven. Oh, I, okay. So I grew up with a toaster oven my whole life. Those, yeah, those, those are great. Like, honestly, yeah. if you have the space for it and like the money there, it's fucking yeah. worth it. Um, It's going yeah. on the wedding registry. So anyone who's listening to <laughs> Yeah, you're like any of my followers like want to buy me a toaster oven because of that um, <laughs> but at the same time I'm not sitting here like crying because you know I don't buy fresh produce five days of the week yeah so, I think that just fucking let her live all right well moving on from that have you watched squid games no I don't or actually game I don't actually have a lot to say about this however it looks like a genius concept. Mm-hmm. Looks like it was done well. I've heard yeah. that you have to watch it with captions and not the voiceovers. Yes, that is. Or there's so translation accurate. issues, mm-hmm. and that they corrected them when TikTok got on it and was correcting Netflix's oh, captions. Wow, and that's about all I know. And I saw people like okay. remaking like the cookie stuff or like the like yes. like melted sugar or whatever. Yes. That's about all I know. I will never watch the show. That I, okay. I don't need that type of content in my brain. I think but that's it, totally yeah. fair. That's totally fair. And I can confirm that I am dumb. And I watched the entire show with the voiceovers. Because when you go on Netflix, it automatically changes the voiceover to be English. So in my mind, I didn't even think to look for like the Korean, like the original voice. So I watched the entire thing with the voiceovers, which were just like so bad. But I think it is a testament to how good the show is that I made it through that entire show with the horrible voiceovers Mm -hmm. and, and still was able, like, I still wanted to watch it. So, um, I watched it in two days. It was really, really good. It is very like just a lot. Um, I'm sure you've seen. Um, it's very just like out there and kind it's of a genius concept. Like yeah, it's, the it's concept, so good. the concept is great. And I think all I have to say is that if you have not watched it, I know you're not gonna watch it, but anyone else, you should definitely watch it because I thought it was really, really interesting. I thought it was really, really well done. Um I love that it's a Korean show. Um, And I think it's also just like, you know, if you want to get deep about it, I think it's like a really good commentary on just like the problems with our capitalist society. So you Mm. can can dive into that as well. So I really enjoyed it and would highly recommend. I guess I don't know enough to know like what the commentary on capitalism is, like how it's tied to the show's tied to that. Um, yeah, but love that it's kind of making a statement. Um, 
I, yeah, I, I want to clarify the reason I'm not watching it is because I'm too much of a scaredy cat, not because of any <laughs> other reason. Yeah. But yeah. like in another world, like I would love a show like this, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's really good. It kind of gives off like Hunger Games vibes in the sense yeah. that like you have like the really, really, really rich people behind the game and then like everyone down below that are all just like pawns in the, the Wait, society. So do they ever reveal like why they have this, like why they draft them, like why they do what they do? Or is it like yes. always just a weird, okay. No, they do. And I guess I'll just, I'll tell you and I'll just say it right now, there's going to be spoilers, but essentially everyone who's recruited to the game is, are people who are in just like massive amounts of debt who are like living like a very, you know, hard life because they are in so much debt. So those are all the people who play the game and that are recruited to be in the game. And then it's later revealed and literally, I think like verbatim, the creator of the game at the very end is like, my wealthy friends and I decided to create this game because we there was like no more like you could give us all the money in the world and there was no more meaning to our lives so we created this game and when you think about it it's like you literally just created this game where people are literally being murdered and then his argument is well you know those people consented to being in the game but it's like well you took advantage of those people so I don't know it's a whole a whole thing to unpack whoa okay I see the commentary I uh wow yeah wow yeah. oh my god wild yeah. okay I had no idea that's like what like the yes. final like storyline was wow so it's wild but definitely recommend it on a lighter note <laughs> Kim K was on SNL yeah wow which, what a transition which, which was very unexpected I did not see that coming um I didn't watch the episode like through and through but I watched all the clips on YouTube like I do with <laughs> Dancing with the Stars oh my god Lynn. and I thought some of them were funny. Like it wasn't like the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, but there were some, there were some gems in there. Did you watch any of them? Yeah. I watched the whole episode. Oh, Um, good. Yeah. I, um, I, yeah, I'm feel not super positive about the like Kardashian Jenner clan. Yeah. Um, not like I hate them or anything, but not like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Just no thanks. Um, yeah. So it was a very unusual pick, um, given that she's super controversial as like an, an individual. I mm-hmm. was shocked that they chose her. I mean, I know that they do a lot of controversial stuff on SNL, but like choosing a host, like especially or that early on in the season, like they could have alienated a lot of their viewers. Yeah. Um, also, I just feel like a lot of their viewers, like a lot of SNL viewers probably were not like Kim K fans. Um, however, her, uh, what do they call it? The monologue, like the opening monologue. Um, was so good whoever mm. who was i with last night oh um i was once again like so sorry <laughs> like shout out anna um she was telling me like she follows the writer for her like her opening monologue and that like kim was really involved in the process and everything but i was like that writer like fucking nailed it because that kim walked into a situation where she had to get so many people on her side from the get-go for this to be a successful mm-hmm. episode given that i'm not like a big fan or like not even i'm like have more negative feelings towards her um they could not have written a better monologue like it was just they hit every single thing like it was just so funny 
shows how self-aware she is, which I think Mm -hmm. is like the best way to combat any of that hate is to like, kind of like play along with it and you're aware of it. I think that really is how you get people to turn, um, in a positive way. I thought some of the skits were, it was, it was a, in my opinion, it was a little bit of a weaker episode of SNL. Mm Um, like the club, like dance, like song yeah. like, was not good. Um, I wish that no, it was the- not. You should have fucking left the Costco scene in. That shit was so funny. I thought it was way funnier than the like club one or whatever. Um, Court's Court was so funny. Mm-hmm. I thought that was probably one of the best skits of the whole show. Um, it it really Kim hit the skits not quite. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. like actually yeah. Kim actually did great execution for Kim and this yes. in of itself are like not great like they weren't yes. like that great of an episode um some were good some were not I don't know um I couldn't get over that she fucking kissed Pete Davidson I thought that was funny as shit like that was probably like one of the most like oh my god parts yeah of the whole fucking thing yeah. is that she fucking kissed him like I think no yeah. one saw that coming so no I appreciated that the the writers and the people are showing that they're a little bit more self-aware with you know the Gen Z generation so mm-hmm. um yeah, that's kind of my take on it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Should we round things out <sighs> with the one and only couch yeah. guy? <laughs> so I think you could literally summarize this entire thing as girl wants to or girl visits boyfriend in college and want, and has this like supposed to be cutesy moment where she surprises him and he runs to her and is like there oh my god you can see how in love they are like how fucking precious whatever it was a tiktok video that went viral and i've never seen this shit it's i mean you we think emily mariko's getting some hype like couch couch guy mm-hmm. like that shit Next is like level. taken off like there's like corporate fucking america's involved in mm-hmm. couch guy the amount of brands yes. that are like writing this shit is like really insane mm-hmm. um Long story short, it, people are sussed out about like he didn't get up and like super quick. He like handed a phone. He's sitting on a couch with like a bunch of girls. The guys act weird. The girls don't get up to like say hi. Like everybody's like energy is a little bit off or a little bit weird. And so everybody has a different take on it. I think the general consensus is this guy's a piece of shit. You need to dump him. He's cheating on you. You need to go like to, like end this and like move on. Um, and some people feel like he did nothing wrong. People are overthinking it. I don't even feel like we need to have an opinion on this at all. Quite frankly, I don't know why Mm -hmm. we think we get to decide for someone else what the fuck she's supposed to do with her love life. Like, yes, I I don't understand people because I'm like, you can have these thoughts in your brain and go tell your friends, like, go, go shit talk that in your group message. Why do you need to get on social media, post videos, stitching this telling this girl every fucking reason why your bo- her boyfriend is cheating on her go mm-hmm. get a fucking life like jesus christ like oh my fucking god hot take i don't actually think anything super sus happened i mm-hmm. and a lot of people are going to disagree with me i mean i agree with you even if he was okay good even if he wasn't even if he was holding one of the girl's phones and then passed it to her who fucking cares mm-hmm. this isn't what what um, now we're fitting into this narrative where like girls can't be friends with guys, which I think for most women is a very, very, very problematic and frustrating narrative that like the male species has created. So mm-hmm. I do believe that guys and girls can be friends platonically. And 
I think by pushing this narrative that he's cheating because he has her phone, whatever, is implying a lot of really problematic shit. Um, also, I mean, I in this girl, like I saw some of the, the girls on TikTok, like the that were on the couch, like they try to defend themselves and they were like, we know her, like we've hung out with her, like she's a friend of ours. We weren't gonna like get up and run into her arms when she's surprising her boyfriend. Like, I don't really care what any of the excuses are. Everyone needs to shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. I don't know yeah. why you care about this that much. My God, yeah. they're fucking like sophomores. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think the fact that, again, I mean, it, it, it's not the salmon and rice, but it is the salmon and rice. Again, yes. it's like it's the phenomenon. Have, it, they've chosen this one thing to latch on because we know there are 50 million videos of, on TikTok of, of girlfriends surprising their boyfriends or boyfriends surprising their girlfriends. A lot of them are lackluster. Sound. Yes. But it's like this one somehow just like transformed what we think. And I agree with you. I think that people need to check themselves a little bit. I think it's, I mean, I think it is kind of funny that literally like corporate America is like, you know, buying into this, but I mean, I guess you could argue they're just doing what they got to do to keep with the times. Anyways, I think it is really a reflection of just like the way that gen z perceives dating because it's like you said like there's nothing wrong with him being friends with those girls there's nothing wrong like maybe they were just looking at a freaking tiktok on his phone or something like to just assume the worst and to assume and just like that there are all these red flags is so toxic and yeah people just need to relax because i think it's not that deep we don't know anything about their relationship i mean i have seen some of the things of like the girl being like I've been dating this guy for years. I know those girls. Like, I don't understand why people are freaking out. And again, I think it just goes back to like, when is it anyone's or like, it's never anyone's right to just like assume and project that onto the people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's the word project. Like there are, it's the same thing that happened. And I think maybe you would even admit this in yourself, but like, and maybe actually I think you did when we were talking about this on the podcast, like the Greg stuff like triggered so many people that caused a lot of projection. And I think there's a lot of arguments for a lot of sides that have a lot of validity, but overall there was a lot of projection that happened. And I think that that is, does it mean that what they're doing is not that, but I also think there's like a lot of room for like checking yourself with mm-hmm. this couch guy situation, there's a lot of girls who got cheated on by guys who projected a lot of their shit onto them. And I'm not yeah. saying that like they did that intentionally or to like be mean mm-hmm. or harmful in any way, but like it's really important as a human to recognize your past trauma and your past baggage and understand when you might be projecting onto other people. It's really mm-hmm. hard to do. It's not a fun like internal conversation to have. But it's important to kind of own it. You don't have to own it verbally, but like own it when you're thinking about stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's really unfair to project that onto her. Um, yeah. Especially her, him, whatever. Her, like that's just fucking let mm-hmm. her live. Like there's no reason this needed to be what it was. Like there's right. absolutely no reason. I, I know you and I agree with the, our take on it, but like truthfully, they're like, I don't know that you and I feel like super passionately about our take mm-hmm. on it. Like, I don't yeah. know that I would like sit down and have a debate with someone about it. I'd probably just be mm-hmm. like, yeah, well, right. whatever. Like I, really, right. truly, I have no I fucking clue who this girl is or who that guy is. And I don't quite frankly care right. what's happening here. So mm-hmm. um, Agreed. Like, I just say, if, if he is 
cheating on her like she's gonna learn it she's gonna figure it out she's gonna right. like she's gonna figure that out fucking let own. it go like she it will she will eventually figure it out like every other bitch who's ever been cheated on will eventually figure it out so just let it go like just mm-hmm. let her figure it out like this is people forget that they see all this stuff online and this is the part about like social media that really freaks me out and why i'm always so hesitant about like mm-hmm. putting stuff online and like putting stuff out there to people who don't know you um people so easily forget they're like, it's an actual human with an actual life and an actual like family and friends and like people who are affected by this shit. And I'm like, this isn't just a screen on your phone. This is a human being who has to get up every morning. Like we do do basic human, normal things and like figure out their shit without 500,000 people commenting on their videos, like fucking drowning them in opinions that are based in reality. So yeah. Well, I mean, I think then it turns into what we've also talked about before of like, if you just have so many people telling you one thing that like, is there, you know, um, collective opinion, then you start to internalize it and then you start to believe it. And then that's when it like all goes downhill. And that is just, again, another pitfall of social media. And again, just another reason that people really need to just like think before you speak, because there is someone on the other side of it. And even if it's just yeah. like one comment, that one comment leads to thousands. And then it's just not a good, a good downhill from there. Yeah. And there's a lot of like, what is it called? Like group think, like, mm-hmm. you know, people just like enough people say one thing, then you're able to like, you jump on it thinking it's your own thought, but like you're being influenced by every other opinion, like the, the, the mass thought, you know? Um, you know, I think when people talk about social media, I've heard a lot of these, you know, psychologists and stuff say like, we were never meant to hear every thought of every human about mm-hmm. us. We were yeah. not programmed, no. built, evolved that way so that we were able to, like, we're not meant to know every fucking person's thought about us and with yeah. social media, that's a thing. And so I'm like, I know you have an opinion about someone, but like 20 years ago, you would have had no way to express that to them. So mm-hmm. write it in a journal, talk to yourself, text the group chat, text the fucking group chat. You don't need to put it on the person's social media. Like my God, like, Jesus. yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> the Emily Mariko phenomenon. I guess couch guy became, I don't know. They kind of came up at the exact same time. It was very odd. Yeah. But I guess couch guy came simultaneous thing. Maybe couch guy a little bit earlier. I yeah. don't know. All of our algorithms are different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Alrighty. Well, that was a fiery fucking episode. (laughs) That was fiery. Back and better than ever. Yeah. Back at (laughs) it. Yes, as always, we love to share our unwanted or unasked for opinions. They asked for because this is our space, but like no (gasps) one in the universe actually asked for them. (laughs) We asked for them. (laughs) We asked for them. Anything else? No. We appreciate people listening to them because yeah, we you do. don't have to, and you don't have to agree <laughs> with anything we said here. Like it's the whole point of conversation and opinions. Like you, everybody's allowed to have their own opinion about it. Like it, it really, this isn't. We're not talking about human rights here. Like this yeah. is. There's a lot of room for opinion in gray area as well. So, yeah, yeah. 
All right. Well, that concludes today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. We again are so glad to have Shosh back. <laughs> but until next week, make sure you guys follow us on Instagram. You can find us at basically anxious pod so you can stay in touch with us. But until then, we will talk to you guys all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.